Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. NASCAR is finally coming to Chicago this weekend. The long-awaited takeover of Grant Park will feature race greats including Bubba Wallace, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and A.J. Allmendinger. While the event will bring out legions of fans, it's also been subject to criticism by folks worried about the impact on travel and the roads. First Ward Alder, Daniel Espada is chair of the City Council's Pedestrian and Traffic Safety Committee and joins us now. Alder Laspada, it seems like we've been talking about this NASCAR race forever. There's been a lot of anticipation, worry, excitement. How are you feeling less than one week out? You know, I'm feeling a lot less anxious than I was a month ago. And that's in part uh, for the work that council's been able to do in terms of providing oversight and accountability. Maybe not over everything, certainly not over the contracting matters and what we may expect for the next two years. But in terms of the pedestrian and traffic safety impacts, understanding all the planning that's gone into this, the infrastructure, makes me feel a lot more comfortable with this weekend. So what exactly has changed that makes you feel comfortable? A, a willingness to, to share and communicate uh, on behalf of the Johnson administration, CDOT, the Department of Transportation, but also NASCAR. They have been really upfront in terms of not only the road closures, the extent of this, but how are we protecting pedestrians? How are we protecting the drivers? What are the alternative routes we want you to take, even as a cyclist, to have a really safe experience of this weekend? This endeavor is so massive, and some have called it a takeover of downtown. Remind us of what this two-day event entails and just how much has transformed the area around Grant Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty broad-reaching. Uh, most of the aspects of the park that people still love, Buckingham Fountain, Maggie Daly Park, um, uh, are still available for the public. But in terms of the road closures, particularly from this Thursday on, it's pretty widespread. From about Monroe to um, Roosevelt, McFetridge, from Lakeshore Drive down to Wabash even, I would not say it's going to be a convenient time to be driving through those areas. It's a pretty widespread road closure. Is Lakeshore Drive closed northbound and southbound? Northbound and southbound. Northbound, particularly um, July 1st and 2nd, just for those race days. The southbound closure from McFetridge to Monroe, I think, starts a couple days before that. Okay, so beyond the traffic, like what is happening in Grant Park and around the city? What What are the... Um, events that NASCAR is doing? Well, a lot of things to enjoy, whether you've bought a ticket or not. So from Mon- at Monroe and DuSable Lakeshore Drive, there's a free fan experience at that point in the park. If you're picking up tickets for this weekend, there's a number of concerts happening on July 1st and 2nd. The Who's Nas- performing? Oh, uh, Chainsmokers. I'm going to name a lot of bands. The, when you're 42, you don't generally go to their concerts. But the, <laughs> the chain smokers are going to be there. J.C. Brooks Band, the Black Crows, Miranda Lambert, who has a lot of fans in our city. A really interesting wide range of performances. And then 430. And are, are those free? 
Those are the ticket paying. Those are the ticket ones. Okay. The fan experience that's free is at that um, northeastern corner of the park. Okay. And then DuSable is doing something on Wednesday, right? DuSable Park? No, DuSable Museum. The DuSable Museum. I was not privy to that. That sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, it's called Bubba's Block Party, and it's right. free, and it's on my radar. Um, let me try to check that out. Uh, but yeah, the DuSable Museum of African American History, um, Bubba, who's um, an African American racer, Bubba Wallace, is, yes, is yeah. doing a, a block party there. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, as chair of Chicago's Pedestrian and Traffic Safety Committee, what has your role been to ensure this goes out, goes on without a hitch? Appreciate it. I am just about a month. In fact, today marks one month uh, for me in taking over that committee as the new chair. Um, used to be uh, a committee that addressed pedestrian and traffic safety mainly through Signs. So your disabled permit parking, stop signs, things of that nature. The jurisdiction is actually much broader than that in terms of our ability to address traffic safety very broadly, how we're expanding bike lanes in the city. But on this count, knowing the, these races were coming up, knowing how much frustration Chicagoans had, being able to provide oversight and accountability over the preparations felt really important to me. We're about to have stock cars flying around downtown Chicago at more than 100 miles per hour. What steps have been taken to make sure spectators and residents are safe? That's a great question. And that's about the top speeds we're going to see. We know that they're averaging about 80 miles per hour when they're going through the course. But there's multiple levels of fencing. There are these um, tire shields that have been set up to cushion the blow in the case of a crash. These are infrastructure protections that NASCAR has actually used at street races across the country and across the world. So we know that this is not a, a new experience for Chicago. For our pedestrians, Chicagoans have, have ways of getting into things that they want to get into. And so in preparation for that, CDOT made sure that they used this very extra level of fencing called NATO fencing which is essentially unscalable. We want to make sure that um, our pedestrians are protected from this experience just as much as we want drivers and those attending to be safe. And what does that um, barrier look like? You said it's unscalable. So is it like this clear plexiglass-looking apparatus or...? It is. I, this is where I wish we could put up <laughs> slides because I have them on my well, phone. Well, audio is visual, so okay. just take us there Imagine and describe it. Imagine for yourself... Fencing that is so high and so um, not like a chain link, but it is so tight to try to get up, get a finger hold, unless you're at a climbing gym every week. And even then, you are not getting over this. Plus, they're putting a scrim over the fence as well to keep it from being visually enticing. So, okay. like, I, I love the experience of getting able to watch this. Glad for folks who have tickets, but we didn't want to create something where you've got hundreds, if not thousands of people lining up next to the fence. Mm -hmm. Well, this NASCAR race comes at a time when traffic deaths have been climbing in the U.S. and Chicago. How do you reconcile holding a race on the streets, but also thinking about safety and traffic? I reconcile it from the perspective of 
it shines a spotlight on the need for safe infrastructure and education and enforcement in Chicago. We know that even before the pandemic, Chicago, as opposed to most major cities, was seeing its traffic fatalities climb or stay even. That's not what they're seeing in New York. That's not what they were seeing in Los Angeles. So it really pushes us to say, hey, if we're going to allow this in our city, we need to double down on our efforts to make sure Chicago is safe for everyone, whether you're on a scooter, your feet, your bike, or in a car. Can Chicago's roads handle this wear and tear? And if there is damage, would NASCAR contribute to repair? I'm thinking about like how Lollapalooza gets tore up Mm -hmm. after the concert. So what happens here? I'll admit that's most certainly in our contract with the event, but that is not a contract that I have been privy to thus far. That is, I'm sure there's individuals at CDOT or the mayor's office who can speak to that. It may actually be a question for it. It's info at NASCARChicago.com. Great place for either yourself or Chicagoans at large to send their questions to. Okay, can you say that address again? Yes, I'll give two pieces of info. Info at NASCARChicago.com, spelled the way you might think. Uh, Also, www.NASCARChicago.com slash local info for literally any question you might ask. There's been a lot of debate going on in Chicago about whether public spaces and parks should be used for big-ticketed events like concerts or this NASCAR race. Residents in Douglas Park, for example, have been trying to get out of Riot Fest. We hear complaints about Lala and Grant Park. Is using public space the right answer? Where do you land on this debate? This is so fascinating because before I was an older person, I actually was the policy and planning associate for Friends of the Parks. Um, Chicago's park watchdog. Uh, It's a complicated one, but I think what all Chicagoans would agree on is that we deserve more accountability and we deserve more local control over what happens in our parks. I was really glad, for instance, last year to see the parks board actually vote to take back oversight power over revenue-generating contracts with the park district. But I also believe in... If there are going to be events in our parks, how do we create broader community benefits agreements for that local park? These contracting groups usually say, oh, it's benefiting the district overall. Well, what what does my neighborhood specifically benefit from seeing our park shut down for not just the two, three days of this event, usually for weeks and weeks at a time? Friends of the Park is known to be perhaps unyielding on some of these issues when it comes to public use. Since you've transitioned from policy to Alder, have your views changed on public park use? I So I will give a shout out to our executive director, Juanita Irizarry, who it, it's funny at once can be unyielding, which I think someone in Chicago needs to be unyielding but also sees how multifaceted these issues can be. There is a desperate need for revenue for the park district. I understand that. Um, Their ability to invest in capital, their ability to invest in broader services is tied at so many levels. Um, So I, I grasp what they're trying to accomplish. At the same time, we, we can't simply have parks that are shut down for almost the duration of the summer. If you think about NASCAR, for instance, almost two weeks after this event closes down from the last road closure, 
we're going to start closing it down again for Lollapalooza. What, what is the breaking point? Um, it's a question I think we need to wrestle with, not only in back rooms, but we need to have more public conversations on that. Before we wrap up, I want to go back to the traffic with NASCAR. So we talked about Lakeshore Drive, those closures over the weekend. But for pedestrians who Mm -hmm. regularly walk through downtown and the area is closed off by their race to get to the lakefront, um, what about cyclists as Mm -hmm. well? Um, Are there measures to safely reroute them? Absolutely. So we we talked about this. I actually was on a call with someone right before I came in here who's going to be taking his mountain bike uh, down the lakeshore path to the NASCAR event. And I was able to say to him, listen, between Monroe and Roosevelt, not really great options for getting off the path. Very advisable to take uh, Monroe Street down where we're setting up a temporary protected bike lane um, for cyclists to get down there safely. In terms of access to the museum campus, the field museum, um, they're maintaining pedestrian access at that side of the park as well. Um, all of this, again, available through nascarchicago.com slash local info. But I'd say Monroe the Columbus underpass and over at Roosevelt, that that underpass by museum campus, the safest routes for pedestrians. All right. There it is um, that we've been talking to Alder Daniel Espada. Thank you so much for previewing what to do and not to do as NASCAR is in town. Thank you so much for having me. This episode of Reset was produced by Michael Liptrot and edited by Ethan Schwab. Want more conversations about what's going on in your city or neighborhood? Subscribe to this podcast. And when you do, be sure to leave us a rating and a review. That'll do it for Reset. We'll talk again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.